Hey, welcome to the Life Edit, bringing order to your everyday chaos. I'm Tabitha Perry, former social worker and now life coach that breaks big problems down into simple, actionable steps so you become more intentional and productive in life. Let's get started. Hey there, we're about to dive into a topic that God has been highlighting a lot in my life, self-sabotage. Super fun, right? (laughs) It's something I see when I facilitate the faith-based life skills group that I run in a women's prison, and I see it, my kids doing it, and I also find myself self-sabotaging a lot. The thing is, is that we're all guilty of it in some way. So today we're going to unpack what it is, how it impacts your life, and how to tell when you're doing it, because it's actually really super sneaky. But before we get into it, do me a quick favor and hit that subscribe button so you never miss out on the wisdom that is dropped on each episode. And trust me, you don't want to miss what's coming up in the next episode since it's all about the practical edits to make in your life to say sayonara to self-sabotage. Now let's jump into the good stuff and start by understanding what self-sabotage truly means. It's the act or process of hindering or hurting oneself consciously or unconsciously. And whether in our personal or professional lives, self-sabotaging behaviors can prevent our success and get in the way of realizing our goals. The fascinating aspect of self-sabotage lies in its ability to show up in different ways, often catching us off guard. So picture this, our self is composed of our mind, our body, and our soul. The Bible talks about it so often that we have all these different elements to us. And within these realms that we actually unintentionally hold ourselves back from growing because each of these should be growing our mind, our body, and our soul. Now, it's not a deliberate act or rather it actually happens when we're unaware of it and we're not even sure that we do it. However, the consequences are really, really harmful and frustrating. Now, let's acknowledge again the universal truth that we all self-sabotage. Nobody is perfect except Jesus himself, so we all need to be humble enough to accept we're susceptible to self-sabotage. And the Bible even talks about it. There's been this one verse that's always jumped out at me, and I'm like, oh, it's so frustrating, but it's so true. It's Romans 7.15. It's, I don't really understand myself, for I want to do what is right, but I don't do it. Instead, I do what I hate. It definitely speaks to that inherent struggle within all of us. Now, in the spirit of transparency and vulnerability, which I've been talking about on the past couple episodes, I am training myself, teaching myself how to become more vulnerable uh, more often. So I'm going to share some personal examples of self-sabotaging tendencies in my own life. Okay, so some of these may sound a little silly, but it's it's my life. <laughs> so eating soy and gluten because of FOMO. I feel like when I'm with my friends and my family and they're eating all these yummy things, I don't want to miss out. But then I do it and then my body revolts against me. I say yes to too many things, um, which spreads myself thin. Overthinking scenarios I can't control for the sake of feeling in control. Not taking risks in my business to prevent myself from failing and being embarrassed, that's sabotaging, and avoiding difficult conversations to maintain a false sense of peace. So with the theory of self-sabotage, and it's not a theory, it's a thing, but the idea is that it's actually a coping mechanism that we do to protect ourselves, to keep ourselves safe. And it's not just me that does this. We all have our unique ways of self-sabotaging, like making impulsive decisions for short-term excitement or avoiding feedback because the change can feel uncomfortable. But spoiler alert, it's not a sustainable strategy. 
self-sabotage will impact us in the long run. So here are a few ways self-sabotage negatively impacts our life. It stops you from trying new things and learning so you feel stuck. It has you delay and avoid things at work so you miss a chance to move up. It has you feel less courageous to have those difficult conversations that will help your relationships. It has you making not-so-healthy choices that hurts your body. It has you deciding things too fast that causes problems. And it prevents you from getting close to people so you're less connected and ultimately less happy. But here's the deal. Once we start realizing that we intentionally make our own lives more difficult, we can finally take that responsibility and do something about it. It's like turning the lights on in a dark room. Suddenly you see what needs fixing that you hadn't seen before. Now, have you ever thought about why we do it though? It turns out that self-sabotage is a coping mechanism. A coping mechanism is something we naturally do to make ourselves feel better. The challenge is that our brain thinks it's protecting us by helping us get out of that feeling uncomfortable, but in reality, it's like putting on a Band-Aid on a broken arm and that only gives temporary relief. Now, there are two main ways we tend to trip ourselves up, perfectionism and procrastination. There's definitely more ways, but these two ways are the most prevalent with the high-achieving, driven women that I coach. So for perfectionism, it is the pursuit of excellence at an impossible standard. While striving for excellence is great, perfectionism takes it to the extreme extreme. It sets the bar so high that it becomes stressful and leads to self-criticism, which leads to energy draining, which then leads to a cycle of feeling never quite good enough. It's like being on a never-ending treadmill, always chasing an elusive goal that keeps moving further and further away. The stress and the self-criticism drain your energy, making it harder to appreciate your accomplishments. This constant pursuit of an impossible standard will impact your mental well-being, creating a cycle where your worth is tied to achieving an unattainable level of perfection. And I'm going to repeat that again. Perfectionism will convince you that your self-worth is tied to achieving and getting and producing. And if your value is dependent on that and what you do, your brain is going to revolt. It's not going to want you to do things that challenge your value. It's going to do whatever it can to aka self-sabotage you from possibly doing something wrong. The other way we self-sabotage is with procrastination. Procrastination joins the self-sabotage party as another tricky guest. It convinces you that life has a snooze button that provides this false sense of hope that life's challenges will vanish into thin air with time. And surprise, surprise, it doesn't work that way. Procrastination just delays the inevitable, creating a false sense of temporary relief while adding to the stress down the road. Procrastination often comes from a mix of factors, fear of failure, fear of success, or simply feeling overwhelmed by the task at hand. There's this hope that by putting things off, the situation will somehow become more manageable or the inspiration will strike at the last minute. However, in reality, procrastination tends to make matters worse. So whether it's the perfectionism treadmill or the procrastination pit stop, self-sabotage sneaks in, complicating the journey to achieving your goals. Breaking free from these cycles involves recognizing the patterns and making intentional choices to overcome the hurdles they create. So where do you find yourself in the self-sabotage circus? Let's play detective for a moment. So where do you find yourself in the self-sabotage circus? Let's play detective for a minute and talk about the red flags. Here are a few of them putting things off, being way too hard on yourself, avoiding new experiences, isolating, making decisions quicker than a microwave heats up leftovers, 
taking on either too much or too little, forgetting about your well-being, tuning out trusted advice, having no clear goals, comparing yourself as you scroll through Instagram, being pessimistic, and let's not forget the classic move, repeating the same mistakes. What is it that they say? Insanity is when you repeat the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. But here's the takeaway. Recognizing self-sabotage is the first step towards turning things around. Cut yourself some slack. No need for guilt or shame. Self-sabotage happens to the best of us. And guess what? We're about to get into the good stuff in the next episode where we'll be talking about practical edits to kick self-sabotage out the door. We're talking about tangible steps you can take to break free from those patterns, foster positive change, and steer yourself towards those goals you've set. Life's too short to let self-sabotage sneak in and hold you back from living out your fullest potential. Thanks for listening to this podcast. I can't wait to meet up with you in the next show. So make sure to follow my show so you don't miss it. And remember, making small edits each day creates big results so you step into your fullest God-given potential. Make it an incredible day.